Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. You know Blue Chew helps you with your boners, right? Oh, my God. Look at the fall colors. But uh, the lease has to be... It's very late in the year to still have fall colors. Oh, my God. Whatever arrangement they make, I'm trying to broadcast. Thank you. Rude and rude. Trying to broadcast to my 10 people and she's yapping. Tomorrow, the Dems and the Libs will be back when the chicken little say it's okay. The Dems and the Libs. Good luck with that, sir. F Joe Rogan, by the way. I'll say this much. He, he has a he has a massive platform. Uh, th- this is going to piss off a lot of you, but I got to say it. He has a giant platform. He's, he's the biggest broadcaster by far. He beats out every single person that you see on TV. There's no one really bigger than Joe Rogan, the reach he has. And he still focuses on that conspiracy garbage. And he only focuses on one side's good and the other side's bad garbage. And he has a real opportunity to really use his uh, platform to try to bring more people together. But instead, he just falls in line with all the other garbage people that wants to do this whole us against them shit. Instead of maybe trying to figure out like, how we could come together a little bit, how we could uh, find common ground. You know, he went after uh, Biden on his Instagram, uh, basically Biden wishing everybody instead of a happy Thanksgiving. I forgot exactly what it was, but like a happy Easter giving Christmas. You know what I mean? Because he's he's an old man that obviously has early signs of dementia, I think. Yes, I agree with that. But I'm like, I want to write him so bad and go, now do Trump, because Trump did all ridiculous shit too. But instead, he's just falling in line with everybody else. I hate that crap. Because like I said at Thanksgiving dinner yesterday, we got into politics a little bit. I'm like, you're you're never going to um you're never going to convince half of America that what your side believes in is the way to be and now you got to convince, what, 50% of America to think just like you? It's never going to happen. We're just going to keep doing this over and over and over again. And you can't just dismiss half of America. No matter what side you're on, you can't dismiss the other half. Because they live in America, too. And they, they think very differently than how you think. And, and you should respect what they think as well. And not just sit there and go, oh, they're just stupid you know they don't they don't they don't know better and all this garbage if it's if it's split it's america this 50 doesn't agree with this 50% so my my thought always has been and it's really dumb cuz it'll never happen it won't happen in my lifetime it won't happen in my kids lifetimes it won't happen in their kids lifetimes we'll always just just pound away at each other literally it's like one of those tug of wars where it's boring because, like, like the, you see the, the ribbon in the middle of the rope. It's like, oh, they're winning. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we're winning. No one's going to pull the other side across the line ever. 
And I'll be honest, I think uh, I think it's very lazy on Rogan's uh, part to just uh, play that same garbage that everybody else is doing when he has such a massive platform. And just like really listen to the other side, bring them in, bring bring both sides in and 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 listen to each other. I think that would be very uh, very productive. So seriously, fuck Joe Rogan. There's nothing special there. Sorry I pissed you off because I know that type of rap, that kind of rant really just bothers people. I understand. You just it's there's an all or nothing attitude in America when it comes to politics. And uh, you know, people that think logically and thank God uh, aren't a slave to one party or the other. We see how ridiculous it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. I guess if it makes you feel better that you can beat up your sister-in-law over politics at Thanksgiving, maybe, maybe, maybe that's good. I don't know. We ain't changing shit. It does seem like Joe used to be a bit more balanced a few years ago. I've noticed that slightly. Still love his show, though. You can love his show. I think he used to be a little more balanced, but he's now all in, man. It's I, I think, look, what am I? I mean, I'm, I'm talking to barely 100 people looking out a window here in New York City. He Anything he touches, he just gets millions of downloads. So what do I know, I guess? But... I think he really is missing a, a great opportunity with that that reach he has. But, you know, he's making insane money. Some say close to $100 million a year. So maybe it's working to just go down that conspiracy road. Maybe that's what I should do. I, but I, I don't want to do that. I just want to try to talk as honestly as possible. I know, like, that rant I just did pisses off people. And I guarantee I'll lose some people because they really want this us-against-them uh, mentality. And uh, I, I just don't get it, except for the fact maybe you can beat up someone you love in your in your life because they, they think uh, differently than you politically. But besides that, all all of us just babbling about the other side over and over again and posting, you know, copy and paste uh, talking points all over our social media. In the end, nothing is really changing. It's that tug of war with the ribbon. Oh, you're winning a little bit today. Oh, you're here. But, oh, guess what? Now you're losing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You ain't pulling the other side across that line ever. Ever. Every year I try to think of what to buy, but I can't think of anything. How about a skylight frame, Jennifer Ferris? <laughs> Promo code Opie. They're running a wonderful deal right now. I can't believe I'm saying this, but... This year, uh, and I think it's late, talking to other parents and stuff, but I, I think uh, I think we're getting my son a phone? What? We're getting him a phone for Christmas this year? What? And I know it's almost, uh, I think it's late. I think uh, a lot of parents give uh, their kid a phone at 10 or 11 years old, but I can't even imagine that. They were giving him a phone. Holy shit, but it's obviously time. Uh, living in the city, it surprised me that you were able to hold out on the phone this long. Yeah, I think we're a little late on that, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing you got to realize. Like in the city, city life's very, very different. We need to get him a phone just so we could track him. But that's the weird thing about having a kid in the city. I don't know. I don't know when you get to the stage where your son just goes, all right, I'm jumping on the sub. You're jumping on a subway? What? used to be attached to me. I would walk around with you attached to me on my chest. And now you're just casually going to be in the subway? I, I, don't, I don't know as a parent how you handle that. And there are kids in his grade 
they already take the subway to school. And I'm like, I, I can't, I just can't fathom that. And the subways are way safer than people make them out to be, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, there's, there's a few places you shouldn't be going on a subway to get to uh, at certain hours of the day. But in general, the basic stuff that most New Yorkers need to do, go down to Midtown, go uptown a little bit, maybe go down the village all on the subway, maybe go to the uh, Madison Square Garden and watch the Knicks or the Rangers or go see a concert. All that, all that type of subway uh, riding is uh, extremely safe. That is the truth. All right, let me talk about HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP18. Use the code OP18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Basically, recipes on easy-to-follow recipe cards, all the ingredients already measured for you, so you're ready to go. You can get dinner on the table in like 20 to 30 minutes. Tis the season for saving money wherever we can. HelloFresh, ready for this, is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. And they got a lot of variety too, with over 35 recipes available to choose from each week. There's something to please everyone in your family. And they got nice holiday-inspired dinner recipes, seasonal add-ons, or even a three-course offering, all designed to make holiday meals extra yummy and easier than ever. I just love it. I really, really like cooking, but I hate going to the market to try to find all the ingredients that you need for these recipes. I mean, HelloFresh, everything is pre-measured, ready to go. The recipe card's very easy to follow. What I want you to do is uh, check it out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP18. Use the code OP18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash OP18 and use code OP18 for 18 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Oh, new mug today. What did I pull out of the cupboard? Hold on. What does that say? You, you've never met a coin collector like me. <laughs> I got a coin collector coffee mug. Um, I think I told you the story about the the coin collecting at my house growing up. I, I believe I did. My dad was a big um, coin collector. We had like coin displays all over our house. You know, you collect the quarters and you collect the pennies and you collect the silver coins and you collect the whatever coins and they're in a nice frame and it shows the year and what it is. And some of those uh, framed uh, coin collector, I don't know what the hell they're called. Uh, they're worth money. And my dad was proud and he would collect his coins or he would, he would buy the whole set and then it would be on display all over our house here and there and everywhere. Well, you know, it's no secret. I grew up um, extremely poor and from time to time, my, my, uh, my mom was looking for money and uh, it's no secret. She would take a steak knife to those coin collector frames and she would pry out some of the, the coins that were worth some cash. And then she'd go somewhere, I think the black market, I don't know, and she would like cash them in. 
obviously she would cash them in for for uh, for way less than they actually were worth if they were still in the frame as a complete set. And the best part of it was that these framed uh, coin collections would still be around our house. Yes, with coins missing that she pried <laughs> that she pried out of the frame. So with that, uh, cheers. Nice little story because I'm using the coin collector mug today, even though I'm not a coin collector. I actually get insulted when they give me change at the counter. A lot of you coin collectors, you're like, oh, change. And then you go home and you study the coin. I think this is a mid-condition penny from 1972. Harry, get over here. With your your, your fucking uh, magnifying glass, I guess it's called, and you're studying your coins. Oh, this penny's now worth five pen. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this one. It's worth five cents. I, I get insulted. I'm like, take, keep your change. Actually, what I do, every store in New York City has a, has a tip cup. It doesn't matter what store you're in. There's a tip cup right in front of the register. So whatever change I get, it might be seven cents, bam, into the tip jar. Sometimes it's 98 cents because they don't want to round up. But then a lot of stores, you know, you try to hand them the change and they're like, we're not allowed. We're, we're not allowed to take the change. We're not allowed. They won't let us take the change. We're not allowed. Sir, we're not allowed. And then you leave it on the counter and they quickly swipe it and put it in their pocket. So a stupid, nosy manager that has some greasy comb over. Doesn't get involved. They go, did you take change from that customer? Yeah, I did, I did, but he wouldn't take it back. You're fired. Get the hell out of here. Real life, man. Real life. So I, I, so, uh, I don't take the change. Uh, I, I put it in the, in the change cup. And I insist. I push the change. I'm like, just take it. And then, of course, you get behind a person. It's always a lady. Are you allowed to point out it? a specific group of people that do a a certain thing in this world. I guess you're not. You get behind an old lady and, you know, it's uh, a ma'am that will be $5.79 and she's got the fiver and then she spends the time trying to find the 79 cents and you're standing behind her and you're screaming to yourself, is this real life? And she... She pulls out like her pocketbook and then she's got an in-between pocketbook is the only way I, I could describe it. And then in there is the change purse. And she's zipping, unzipping, unbuttoning to try to find her 79 cents. I think I got the 79 cents. And we're all like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God you got your 79 cents. Or it is, uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's say it's nine seventy nine, and then the lady gives the ten. I'm like, okay, here we go. Thank you. This line will move a lot faster now. And then they give her back the twenty one cents. And what does she do? What does she do? She pulls out her pocketbook. She unzips it. She pulls out that in-between pocketbook thing, unzips it to get to her, per, uh, her chain purse, excuse me, 
unzips that so she can put her 21 cents in there before she removes herself from the counter to allow you to go. With that, cheers. Cheers. I, I guess I got fired up by coins today because I, I got a coin collector mug. I make fun of weird collections, but as a man with over 30 Coleman lanterns, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you got... Uh, this is Pat Duffy, the the, uh, the infamous Pat Duffy. Uh, <laughs> Pat has... I, I, I would say... I don't know if anyone could beat this. Maybe we could do this today. But Pat, I think, has the weirdest collection I've ever heard in my life. He collects Coleman lanterns. Not just any lantern. He collects Coleman lanterns, and they're all over his house. What's up, Brian Bernard? How are you? Man, Brian Bernard, I was in the private Facebook group this morning when I woke up. You could subscribe by clicking uh, subscribe on my Facebook page, OP Radio Fans. But with that said, Brian Bernard uh, did a fine a fine job decorating his house. Very, very festive. And it gave me an anxiety attack because I'm like, how long did that effing take? You know, we do a little something something at the beach. We, we, we throw up some lights. We try to be a little festive. But man, Brian Bernard went all in. He's got Santa up a little ladder outside with lights on his shoulder and presents. And the, the Santa goes up and down the ladder. It's, uh, it's very... It's quite the production, my goodness. Do you get yelled at for yelling loud and waking up your wife so early? Uh, Johnny Rob, I'm a very private person. Now you pushed me. My place is so goddamn big that um, she literally can't hear this. You see this, uh, I, I, uh, whatever. Now, now, I'll tell you. I pretty much, uh, my apartment is pretty much this entire floor. Pretty much. There's a teeny weeny apartment right over here that uh, is not part of my thing. And it's, and it's small. I said, oh, that's cute. <laughs> we met our neighbors. <laughs> hey, you want to see our place? We just redid it. I'm like, all right. And it was cute. It was a typical New York City apartment, you know. It was, uh, I think, one bedroom. That's about what you get in this stupid city for well over a million dollars. I've said this many, many times. You live in a decent area in New York City. One bedroom will cost you, I have to, I have to adjust this, well over a million dollars. That is the average. The average. Uh, uh, two rooms, you know, because you might have some kids in the city. That's pushing close to $3 million for a two-bedroom apartment. Yes, so, no, I'm not uh, waking up my wife, my kids, or anybody else. I could yell and scream, and no one's going to hear me. Sounds like the beginning of a, of a horror movie, right? Cheers. And then you got the, like, uh, you got the very thick cement ceilings. Well, that's a ceiling for me and a floor for somebody else, right? So I don't have to say ceilings and floors. That thing, that's a ceiling for me and a floor for the guy above me. That's so thick. I could jump up and down on these, uh, on these floors. Well, I do have that nosy neighbor uh, downstairs. That's true. So he, he was a pain in our ass. I don't feel like going over all that anymore. But every time I do see him in the elevator, for the people that have been with me, I had a guy that complained, even though we weren't here for over a year because of COVID, and we tried to tell the guy, look, whatever you're hearing in the middle of the night, he was hearing a piano. At 3 a.m. and he was hearing a basketball being bounced. 
And even though we told this knucklehead that uh, we're not there, we've, we haven't been there for over a year, no one's in that apartment, he didn't believe us and started leaving nasty notes. Became a whole thing with the building. So now every time I see him in the elevator, because he finally had to give up, uh, I basically look at him. This is true. You know, I, I say some of this stuff and people are like, there's no way that's true. And then they kind of see it for themselves in some of my videos and whatnot. And then they go, holy crap, he does, he's telling the truth. I will look at him when, when I see the elevator stop on his floor, which is one below. I'm like, great, he's, he's getting on. And instead of saying hi, like you would say to other uh, people, I look right at him and I go, who are you going to harass today? Yeah, besides piano at night and basketball. See, this guy, Rob Vetter, he's been with me a while, man. He knows. I was listening to your Ron Bennington interview, that story about Ron paying the Coke dealer with 100th caller Springsteen tickets. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Those are the good old days of radio where, you know, you thought you were winning the big prizes, but a lot of us DJs, you know, we had a lot of friends we wanted to take care of or maybe a, a gal we were into. And they were getting the trip to see you two in Ireland. Not you. <laughs> Not all of us. And honestly, I, I wasn't brave enough to give away the, the big stuff to my friends. But, you know, a box set of this or that, some CDs, some, some movies, some concert tickets. Sure, instead of giving it to, like, I don't know, Jay from Babylon. I would give it to my friends, and then I would go on the radio, and I would go, hey, Jay from Babylon, congratulations, you're going to see Metallica in Jersey this weekend. It was all bullshit, and Ron Bennington knew what I was talking about, and we went back and forth with some of the crazy-ass stories of uh, doing radio, so I feel like 99% of what comedians say is made up, 100%, 100%, because most comedians live a very boring life. They don't actually live a life. They're too busy hustling. They're too busy doing 18 podcasts a week, doing 12 to 15 sets a night, and then leaving on a Thursday to do like, uh, you know, their shows in some some uh, mid-level city. Those people don't live. I learned that a long time ago. They're too busy, uh, too busily, too busy hustling. Oh my God, look at that sky. Oh my God, that's just gorgeous. That's just gorgeous. Stupid that the, uh, the laptop's in the middle of that whole damn thing. They drink in hotels. That's pretty much it. You know, Bill Burr was an exception. He, uh, he would explore the cities and the towns that he was in. And, uh, you know, so he's an exception to the rule. Went to a lot of sporting events and lived his life on the road. But most of these guys, they just sit in a stupid hotel order room service, try to get a lady up in their room, do a stupid set, come back to their room, get room service, try to get a lady up into their room and then get a good night's sleep, sleep really late, and then rinse and repeat. That's the life of a comedian for the most part. Hey, I want to thank Blue Chew for being part of this podcast for a really long time. It's greatly appreciated. And it's appreciated that you're supporting the sponsors like Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. And you can try it for free right now by using the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. Yeah, you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead. We want to plan ahead sometimes, right? Of course we do. 
The process is simple. This is what you do. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Discreet packaging. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait online at the pharmacy. Everything is done all nice for you. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew could help you out. And we've got a special deal for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPOPIE at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code OPOPIE to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Promo code OP, O-P-I-E, at BlueChew.com to try it for free. Do you find your retirement life to be boring, Ope? I'm not retired, brother man, brother man. Um, I mean, I got people helping me, but I'm editing all day long. I'm editing a lot of these live streams into podcasts, getting rid of all the stuff that didn't work. So when you push play on my podcast, you're like, God damn, he's pretty good. Not knowing that I got rid of all the stuff that didn't work. So that's time consuming. Trying to raise my kids is time consuming. Trying to have a wonderful uh, relationship with my wife and friends is time consuming. And then I wander around the streets and do videos, and that's time-consuming. And then I got like a 50-minute video, and I'm like, I think I got five or six videos uh, in here. So then I got to edit those videos out of the big video. So I'm, I'm actually very, very busy. Very busy. Just in a much different way. You know, you got to be... Uh, when, you, when you work for yourself or work from home... You got to be self-motivated, man, because it's really easy. Like every morning, I love doing this. I almost, I think I like doing this more than, than a lot of the years of doing Opie and Anthony. I don't know why. I think because there's no pressure. I don't have to deal with everyone's bullshit and issues. Um, I love doing this. But with that said, every morning I go, ah, and I'm like, what are you doing, you Dummy, you like live streaming? Get your ass out of bed instead of laying around. Get a cup of coffee. Turn this dumb thing on. You, you don't even prepare for it. You're just babbling and, and get the job done. And I'm a huge fan of uh, the four-day work week. Look, this is a general statement, obviously, because uh, probably talking to some bosses out there. You got cool bosses and you got asshole bosses. The cool bosses understand that most of us, the general statement, obviously, uh, most of us could do our jobs by only going into the office three days a week or working four days a week or working three days a week in the office and two days at home. But at this point in life, I really believe most of us, the overwhelming majority of us, could get our jobs done in four effing days. And there's a lot of bosses out there that understand that. And they're all about it. And they got happier uh, employees. And then they're like, uh, you know what? You can even just stay home the next couple of days. Just do your job from home. Those bosses are fucking rock stars. And those are the ones you should uh, search out. And then you got the boss that I don't give a crap what you've done in your life. We've all had. He's the asshole boss that feels the power that he wields. And he wants you in the goddamn office five days a week. Why? I just do. No questions. 
And then you sit there just miserable. And then you can't even put up pictures of your family anymore. You're sitting in your stupid cubicle like, you know, I, I wish I could at least look at family pictures. But Sally was never able to have kids. So now none of us are allowed to have family pictures in our vestibules. Our vestibules, did I say? Cubicles. Holy shit. Sorry, cubicles. Four day work week, bitches. That's where it's at. That's what's going to make the world go round and round. I have a cool boss, Pat Duffy says. The fifth day of the week is collectively referred to as a F off Friday. Oh, bravo. Good. I really think you get employees that work harder when you got the cool boss that says, hey, man, four days a week. We're good. But if your production drops, then we're going to have to move back to five days a week. If your production drops, you're going to have to start coming back to the office more. If your production drops, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get rid of you. All that, although that's the other side. Now I'm going to defend the bosses. It's really hard to fire people in this day and age because you might be hurting their feelings. <laughs> Cheers. But I'm a live. Okay, shut up. Shut up. I'm a realist. That, I'm a realist. Realists don't get enough credit in this world because everyone's got to be in a category. If you think this way, then you got to be a lib. Well, if you think this way, you're a neo-Nazi. Some of us are just realists and we call them like we see them. And, uh, you know, we don't sit there and go, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a Republican, but I got to. I got to defend these guys uh, to the death. I know Herschel Walker is not qualified for the job, but I can't speak out on this. <laughs> Bye-bye, Herschel. Bye-bye. And I say that because I think he's just a terrible guy. I don't believe that the Warnock, ah, what will he get done in six years with all that Log jam in Washington. What will he really get done? There you go. I'm with the Andy Vollen once again. Both uh, sides stink. Where's the sunrise at? Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful sky ride there. Would make for a wonderful picture, except for the stupid laptop in the middle of the picture. Uh, will you be jealous if Anthony gets Kanye on the con? Why would I be jealous of anything Anthony does? Holy Fuck. No. Have fun with Kanye. Kanye is legit crazy. Legit. He's a babbling fool. And anyone that defends Kanye is completely pathetic. It's like, oh, I think uh, this gives me an opportunity to show some of my racism. I'm going to support Kanye West. Is anyone really supporting the garbage that Kanye says? For real? I, I, we thought he was nuts a million years ago when he you know, stood up there with uh, Mike Myers for a little innocent thing about, uh, I don't know, whatever hurricane it was. And then he, he just went off and, and, and we played it on Opie and Anthony. Went, this was a million years ago. We're like, holy shit, Kanye's crazy. John Quartz, he's off his meds and needs help. Eh, whatever. Not going to feel sorry for Kanye West, but he's, he's absolutely a loon. And I think if you support him, you're, uh, you're absolutely pathetic. Those Kardashians ruin guys. <laughs> Those Kardashian sisters, they ruin guys. Oh, my God. We could go through the whole list. Don't forget about Lamar Odoms. 
He basically died because of the Kardashian sisters and was brought back to life or something. Then you had that Humphreys guy who was in the NBA. He was married to Kim for like a, a minute. And then he got so much abuse when he, uh, when he stepped on the basketball court. The list goes on and on. I think, uh, I think Pete Davidson skated for the most part for now. But we'll see. Yeah, there you go. Except for Pete Davidson. He escaped and survived. I think he did. But those Kardashian sisters, there's something about those giant fake butts that drives men nuts. I don't even think they're attractive. I really don't. I think Kim Kardashian was ridiculously hot and now she just got too much crap done. You're with her, and my first question would be, like, what part of you is real at this point? Can you point out what's real on your body? I think Courtney is kind of cute, but she's like, uh, I don't know. I think she literally is a uh, Elon Musk robot, how she speaks. I think she might be an actual robot. Then you got uh, big-boned Chloe, who's obviously O.J. Simpson's daughter, so just stop it already. Make money off it. Do your dumb DNA test and go, all right, we got the results. And yes, I know you thought this for years. And we can confirm that, yes, I am OJ Simpson's daughter. Enough. Oh, yeah, then Bruce Jenner. Thank you. I said the Kardashians, uh, the Kardashian girls in general, they ruin guys. See, you can't say they ruin guys and then bring up Bruce Jenner because then people will come out of the woodwork and attack you. But... I always thought, I don't care if he's, a, if he's a man, a woman, I always thought Bruce Jenner was fucking weird. A really strange bird. But see, now that he transitioned, it's not fair. You can't really say that. Don't say that, Ope. You can't say that. That means you're like, uh, what, homophobic or something? No, I'm not. The guy was always weird. All right, I'm uh, ready to roll now. So, guys, thank you very much. I'm putting down the professional microphone. I did it. I'm going to push a stop.